Welcome back, my friend. This is Dustin Nemos of the Nemos News Network, where we continue to break the cycle of fake news. Now, there's more Q posts. He's already told us there's going to be a bombshell week. We're going to dive into what he's said and what he has uh, told us to expect. But I'll go ahead and give you the best part so far that I've seen, and that is that Adam Schiff is the target. We're locked on, and Q says we are ready. This is going to be a very interesting week, politically speaking. Diving right in after a short word from our Patriot sponsors. Here we go. Lead is poisonous. It's in our air, food, water, and everybody's affected. Unfortunately, people don't have adequate mechanisms to remove lead from their body. Calcium disodium EDT chelation is one of the most effective processes to remove lead in people. But now, there's Cream, a topical EDTA chelation cream. It's non-invasive, effective, and an affordable way to remove lead, and it's safe for all ages. Go to redpillliving.com forward slash lead right now to get the lead out. That's redpillliving.com forward slash L-E-A-D. Get the lead out. Now, we, we left off with the funny... Uh, Kim Jong-un meme over here at 4117 about fake news striking out once again on Kim Jong-un. I wonder if they set that up with President Trump in order to troll the fake news. Wouldn't that be interesting? I mean, yes, he's an evil dictator, but we do know that him and Trump do have some back-channel relationships, which is what you would want in an evil dictator with your leader of your country, because if they're not talking, they're probably plotting war with each other. So that's exactly what it was before. And uh, President Trump came in and crossed the DMZ, shook his hand. Wow, what a historic moment. Now, 4118 for today, we have an interesting article here from Washington Examiner, Opinion, Byron York, see, uh, Daily Memo, Exclusive DNI to Schiff. The transcripts are ready to release. Okay, so... This is the one that basically says um, where Richard Grinnell, and I already reported this in the news video, says, we're ready to release these whether you like it or not. He basically said to Adam Schiff that you can release it or I will. Now, uh, Adam Schiff responded in a weird way. The House uh, Intelligence responded as, um, oh, so the DNI finally cleared their uh, redactions and we can release it. Well, that's not exactly how it happened because uh, some of these, <laughs> most of them actually, I think over 30 or 40 of those uh, transcripts have been cleared for over a year, closer to two in some cases. So what the heck is, uh, is that about? But that's just more, you know, spin. That's about optics. You know, he knows most people won't have the memory to, to really contextualize his response. So it's just another lie. Now, Q says... Sorry, Adam, but the game is now over. It doesn't end here. Locked on target. It takes time to remove and install the right people because of sleepers. We are ready. Now, of course, sleepers like all the people who've been forced out of their positions in the recent months. I mean, it's been... There's a long list. Q keeps reminding us, but Comey and McCabe and stroke are just a couple of examples. Now continuing, 4119, we have boom week ahead. Right here at 3332, 
treason doesn't pay well in the end. This is from back in uh, May 12th of 2019. Here we have an older post from a couple days ago, looks like four days ago on the second. Treason doesn't pay well in the end. And Q says dates are important. So these dates are not exactly a year delta, pretty close. 10 day difference. 4120. This is the very interesting, um, I was talking about this on a news clip, but we have fruit testing positive for COVID-19 in Tanzania or Tanzania, um, which is, like I said before, a country I didn't even know existed until uh, recently, which is fairly cool. Uh, but Tanzania, the president there was pretty clever. He outsmarted the deep state. He first had these uh, tests that were imported checked out. He tested them on fruit. He tested them on a goat. And guess what happened? Many false positives because it's a rigged test. So we have James O'Keefe tweeting out. Yes, it has. Expose CBS. Now, I'm going to play this clip for you if you haven't already seen it. It's also on my news video, but we caught CBS again engaged in creating the news for their narrative rather than reporting the news. Here we go. You're telling me you're 100% certain that CBS News, CBS News Corporation, National, staged a fake event. They faked the news. They faked the reality and broadcasted that to all of their audience last Friday on CBS This Morning. 100% absolutely. Only six states have reported more cases than Michigan, but fewer than 2% of its people have been tested for the virus. In our series on the state of coronavirus testing, Adriana Diaz shows how Michigan is trying to improve a system that has failed some of its people. But the governor says testing above all else will help determine when to fully reopen. And, uh, apparently, the news crew wanted more people in the line because they knew it was scheduled. Well, we knew they, they were coming. We had no clue that we were going to have to, like, do face patients. Gotcha. Did she tell you guys, like, hey, you're not actually getting tested? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she did. She just, she just, well, just to make it look busy for the news because they were right there from Tasha. That's crazy. Well, I didn't see you guys do the swab at all. I just saw you talking yeah. with them. And then I was talking with you the other girl. It. Yeah. There were a couple of real patients, which made it worse. They probably just wanted to look busy. <laughs> it's my guess. Is this the the fake line? Yes. Yep. That's it. So, so the people in the cars are are not patients. Majority of them, I do know um, from talking with the testers that that one one of them, one or two of them, uh, were real patients, which added to their frustration because this line sat there for a while uh, so they could organize the shot. So they, they've made a, a, a line of cars with, with, with medical personnel on the cars as opposed to patients. Correct. And the viewer does not know that. Correct. You shouldn't be afraid to say the truth um, because in the end, you know, truth always wins. It's a powerful clip. Yet more evidence from Project Veritas that the fake news is lying to you. I mean, how many whistleblowers do we need from the big tech? And how many whistleblowers do we need from the fake news before people wake up? Pawpaw positive. Pawpaw is a type of fruit. 
staged fake CBS COVID-19 reporting. Now 4121, here we have a YouTube video and Q says sometimes you can't tell the public the truth. You must show them. Only then will people find the will to change. So here we go. Let's dive into this video as well. Your problem is not technology. The problem is you. You lack the will to change. Then help us change. I cannot change your nature. You treat the world as you treat each other. But every civilization reaches a crisis point eventually. Most of them don't make it. Yours did. How? Our son was dying. We had to evolve in order to survive. So it was only when your world was threatened with destruction that you became what you are now? Yes. Well, that's where we are. You say we're on the brink of destruction, and you're right. But it's only on the brink that people find the will to change. Only at the precipice do we evolve. Now, that is a movie clip from The Day the Earth Stood Still. And while I know a lot of people aren't going to like it because they're going to say, well, I'm already woke and, and I'm ready to change and why are people so dumb? But, you know, it takes a lot to shake people out of their their distraction, their reverie, their their complacence, their, their planned obsolescence, <laughs> if you get the joke. But I want to also remind people, when you find clips like this or the one about Fauci, for example, or any of these really important clips that you know they're going to ban. There's actually some cool options if your computer has space. I mean, if you start saving videos, it can take up room. But uh, most computers that are last year or two, definitely a couple of years old, can handle many video clips, especially short ones. Just watch your space. You can actually go to uh, two different websites. If you're on YouTube, you can go to keepvid.com. Like, keep your video. Keepvid.com. I don't have any relation to them. I just I use it as a YouTuber sometimes to to archive important information uh, for the news. And Q tells us to archive everything offline. And then if you're on uh, Twitter, there is a, a different one, and it's called uh, just so that I can remember here. It's called SaveTweetVid.com. So um, a different place for Twitter in that case. All right. So continuing on. Um, only then will people find the will to change. And that's going to be a very important um, part of our collective evolution in the next year. There's going to be a lot of change, folks. Next four years, next five, next ten years. But especially in the next one year. Now, 4122. We have an FBI FAQ from FBI.gov. Question. Can I obtain detailed information about a current FBI investigation that I see in the news? Answer: No. Such important um, such, such information is protected from public disclosure in accordance with current law and Department of Justice and FBI policy. This policy preserves the integrity of the investigation and the privacy of individuals involved in the investigation prior to any public charging for violations of the law. It also serves to protect the rights of people not yet charged with a crime. Now, continuing, 4123. Here we have a Twitter message. Let's see what they have to say. 2013, Dianne Feinstein announces California opens a California China Trade and Investment Office. Listen as she explains her special connection with Shanghai leaders going back to the 70s. Hashtag 
war. Interesting. Now, Q has told us that if all of the truth came out, it would people would demand World War III. It would be forced on us. So let's see what he has to talk about in this clip with Dianne Feinstein's own words. Also, to the Bay Area Council and the many California businesses and economic development organizations that have made this important private-public partnership possible. And thank you to our many partners and friends in China for your strong commitment to growing the economic and cultural ties between our two great countries. I'm especially pleased that California's first trade office has its home in Shanghai. And I have a very special connection with Shanghai. As mayor of San Francisco a long time ago, I had the honor of establishing a sister city relationship with Shanghai. It was the first sister city relationship between a United States and a Chinese city. And to this very day, I remember Mayor Wang Daohan very well, and Zhang Zemin and Mayor Zhu Rongji, two of which, both Zhang and Zhu, became uh, president and premier, respectively, of the country. The relationship, though, yielded tremendous economic and cultural benefits, and that's been true over the past 30 years. I know this new office will build on the powerful and unique partnership between California and China. So thank you again as you make this the Century of the Pacific. Century of the Pacific, huh? Now, we've known for a long time about Dianne Feinstein's ties to her spy of a driver who was recruited by the Chinese intelligence to be her backdoor communications, her back channel to China. Now, it goes a little bit further than that. There's a lot of research to do to get caught up on Feinstein and her ties to China. Quote, I sometimes say that in my last life, maybe I was Chinese. Diana, Diana uh, Feinstein, or Diane Feinstein. There you go. And this article goes through as media intelligence agency and political scrutiny of foreign meddling is seemingly at its apex. And this is from 2018. A story about with big national security implications involving a high-ranking senator with access to America's most sensitive intelligence information has been hiding in plain sight. The story involves China and the senior U.S. senator from California and former chair of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, Democrat Dianne Feinstein. It was buried eight paragraphs into a recent Politico expose on foreign efforts to infiltrate Silicon Valley as a passing example of political espionage. Former intelligence officials said Chinese intelligence once recruited a staff member at a California office of U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein and the source reported back to China about local politics. A spokesperson for Feinstein said the office doesn't comment on personnel matters or investigations but noted that no Feinstein staffer in California has ever had a security clearance. Later comes additional detail. According to four former intelligence officials in the 2000s, a staffer in Senator Dianne Feinstein's San Francisco field office was reporting back to the MSS, China's Ministry of State Security, its intelligence and security apparatus. While this person, who was a liaison to the local Chinese community, was fired, charges were never filed against him. One former official reasoned this was because the staffer was providing political intelligence and not classified information. 
making prosecution far more difficult. The suspected informant was run by officials based at China's San Francisco consulate, said another former intelligence official. The spy's handler probably got an award back in China for his work, noted this former official dryly. <laughs> of course. Now, we have, uh, of course, the spy who drove her talking about the actual spy and her Chinese espionage uh, driver. And that one's also very interesting, but that one's kind of well known, you know, um, so I don't have to go and rehash that one. You probably already know about this one. If you don't, um, check out this link. Connected. How do you communicate securely, non-publicly? Define a back channel. A back channel is when you have somebody that acts as your liaison between two different, even potential enemies, but two different powers or two different uh, entities. Now, 4124. Here we have more on Feinstein. And Anand says, hmm, Feinstein Q-drop. She says, private-public partnership. I remember that. Yeah, I've heard that before. So reading from this image, hopefully you can see that. From 5620, this Anand put down a couple of different interesting points. Quote, I have a very special connection with Shanghai. And this is from LibertyNation.com, Feinstein's Chinese spy facing facts. A 1997 Los Angeles Times article is crucial in detailing just how cozy Feinstein, Feinstein had become with Chinese officials at the time. The article details how Feinstein's husband, Richard C. Bloom, began investing in China with, quote, one project worth, worth less than $500,000, end quote, in 1992, before suddenly planning on investing $150 million two years later. That's a big ramp up. That you hit gold. You're very excited and you want to borrow money in order to invest at that point. That must have been how he felt. Now, um, you know, I'm an investor. I've, I've been in business most of my life. I'm, I'm what people call sometimes a serial entrepreneur. Um, and I've been, you know, I've been wealthy and I've been broke and I've been, uh, I've, I've built up great wealth at one point and I, I had actually set myself financially free, not to brag, just to let you know my background on investments and business. Um, by 24 years old, and then I lost it all, actually, by 25, because uh, my mentor had embezzled, and I lost all my real estate, and, uh, you know, I just decided to kind of go the spiritual route, not care too much about money after that point, and just kind of live off-grid as much as possible, be self-sufficient as much as possible, and invest in, in skill sets that would take care of me no matter what, rather than trying to invest in, you know, assets. But... I do have a background there, so you know I can kind of speak to, to this a little bit, and I've been in situations where I wanted to borrow money to invest more because it was so good, right? So that's the kind of attitude where um, somebody is going into something like that. Or the alternative, you're being bribed and something is happening there, something too good to be true. It sounds like the kind of returns Hunter Biden's son, I'm sorry, Joe Biden's son Hunter was making, right, in the Ukraine. And then, of course, that $1 billion payout from China. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a loan, right? A loan that they don't usually give the Chinese bank to other people, especially Americans, especially him. All right, continuing on. At the exact same moment that Bloom's Chinese investment began to skyrocket, Feinstein's role on U.S. policy toward China expanded. In January 1995, she became a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, 
her a prominent platform for her efforts to support China's trade privileges, the Times reported. The 1997 article also reveals that Feinstein made three visits since 1995, that was in a two-year period at the time, to meet with senior Chinese officials, including President Zhang Zemin, I don't know how to say I'm probably saying that wrong, and bringing her husband along each time. Interesting. Now, 2124, Q asks, is it really so hard to believe that there are elected officials in our government who are enriching themselves at the expense of our country? National security? Why do they always include their spouse, son, daughter, etc.? Follow the money. Well, it's very easy. Um, they, they, they do this with a once-removed kind of attitude. And I've explained this many times, but for those who are new, briefly. As a senator or as a politician, you're very scrutinized. There's a lot of rules you have to follow. There's a lot of transparency. Not enough, clearly, but there's a lot of it. And although there are loopholes and they take advantage of it, clearly. So what they do is they bring in their family, the Biden family, enriching themselves off of his political career, for example. Hunter Biden just being one example, his brother being another. Um, and we know he was told us in the past to follow the spouses, look at the families, and they use this to, to bypass those protections, those laws that would scrutinize them. So they're able to enrich their family, which enriches them indirectly. Q says, follow the money. Now, 4125, when by any means necessary. All right. So this is a list of all the different fake news out there, or some of them at least. You see Fox on that list too, by the way. Remember that. Fox is the biggest fake of all because they pretend to be on our side and they're not. All assets deployed, Q says. Social media yesterday versus today versus tomorrow. All right. Sorry about that. I had a, a interruption I'm being neighborly and giving my neighbors some, uh, some of the soil that I have extra for their garden and uh, my dogs just went crazy okay so where was I 4125 this picture about all the different fake news Fox included and it says control the media control the narrative control the people and um, that's true as true as it is that my dog is paranoid and barking right now as we speak so continuing on all assets deployed social media yesterday versus today versus tomorrow. Now, what does that mean? It means yesterday it was pretty open and transparent and free. Today it's heavily centered and tomorrow it will be locked down. We will all be banned. Q has already warned us about it. Q says when by any means necessary. All in caps because this is how they think. This is how important it is. This is the final battle. Both sides have to win by any means necessary because this is life and death. This is spiritual warfare. This is beyond anything that I could even describe in words. This is beyond life and death. This is beyond my life or your life. This is beyond even the lives of our children. This is the future of humanity at stake. And Orwell said it best, I think. If you want a clear picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. Just stomping them in the head. That's the future if we lose. And people will beg for it. People will want to be slaves. 
People will be so dumbed down from the education, so drugged from the medication, so poisoned and weak from the vaccines and the indoctrination. It'll be the end. We'll never come back from it. Not when they start chipping us with nanobots in the poison vaccines, folks. That's the end. Now, 4126, video of an infrared laser painting a target. Let's check this one out. Here you, I've talked about this recently where, where you're painting a target and I thought it was like a missile thing and I, I guess I was right. Uh, this is a military uh, method of painting a target. They're actually using a high-powered laser light and there it goes. Boom, 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 boom. You see that? That is uh, painting a target right there. And that's what happens with the military precision when they're ready to fire. And that, my friends, is a metaphor for what's about to happen politically to the deep state. Targets locked. Enjoy the show. Boom, 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 boom. Non-stop. Week after week. Big boom news. Boom, boom, right there. Whatever they're hitting, you can't really tell because it's so blurry in the dark. But whatever it is, it's done. All right, guys, I will see you guys. <laughs> Poor cat. They've got laser lights all over that thing. I'll see you guys on the next one. I don't think there's any more queue. I will refresh to check real fast. 4126 is as far as it goes so far today. But it's been about five and a half hours since he posted and five minutes. So hopefully there won't be any more tonight. And if there are, I will see you guys in the morning with it. Dustin Nemo's out. And um, I don't know about you guys. I'm very excited. I'm very, very, very positive. I'm very optimistic. I know... Morale is bad right now because, well, because we're all locked in our homes. The economy seemingly is being destroyed. But folks, what is what has been done with just a couple of months of the world being shut down? I mean, this is most of the world, fair enough. So it's not like we're not all suffering equally, right? So everyone will have to pull themselves out of this. And it's going to be kind of a rock bottom time for the world, I think. And that means that we're going to learn some really important lessons. It's going to actually help us in the long run. We're going to be better off for this time. And if President Trump cuts taxes and regulations half as much as I think he will, and if he does what I think he's going to do with the gold standard, I think we're going to come back from this bigger and better than ever within five to 10 years. I am very optimistic about that. And some people are very concerned about, uh, you know, Trump saying things that are positive of vaccines. Well, he's, he's, look, we know that President Trump is a, a closet truther. He's made many public statements about vaccines and autism, in fact. I have it on good word from Dr. Andrew Wakefield, who uh, I don't have the card with me right now, I guess, but he's actually on the back of some of my business cards because I put his picture and my picture on the back of some of our cards. He's one of my heroes. Dr. Andrew Wakefield is one of the leading voices in the anti-vax movement. And um, he tells me and this was, it, was in it wasn't in confidence, it was something that he's told others, and, and he's fine with me sharing it. Um, but he told me at dinner one time that President Trump and he had met in the White House, this is public knowledge, and that he got the impression that President Trump knows about vaccines and is going to do something about it. And, and av after having a talk with him, and this is from Andrew Wakefield himself, I don't think President Trump is pro-vaccine. I really don't. You guys know my feelings on vaccines. They're poison. They're Supreme Court case, quote, unavoidably unsafe, end quote. All right, so that's, I'll just stop there. 
This is a, a Bill Gates push for eugenics, for population reduction, for absolute control. And if you've watched his body language, he starts getting excited like this when he starts talking about vaccines. It's creepy. It's disturbing. Everybody is right to fear vaccines. But I don't think President Trump is going to force it on us. In fact, I'm pretty sure he is undercutting the vaccine with a lot of damage with the hydroxychloroquine thing. If there's a treatment and it's 100% effective or very close to it and it's mild in symptoms and it works both before as a preventative and after as a treatment, then why get a vaccine, right? Now, the, the deep state wants us to hold off, not do, do anything, destroy the economy and lock ourselves in our home, which is actually going to make you get the, vac the virus uh, faster because you're not getting sunlight and you're not building your immune system. Um, wants us to wear masks, which apparently activate the virus and make it easier for you to get sick um, because you're breathing in your own viral air at that point and you're breathing in your own activated virus, as I understand it. Um, their plan is to wait until that vaccine comes out. We already know that uh, studies have been released that if you get the flu vaccine, you're far more likely, almost a third or more, more likely to get uh, the coronavirus. Now, whether it be a typical cold kind of coronavirus or this one, which is the special COVID-19 version, we know that if we start taking flu vaccines, especially the COVID-19 flu vaccine, we're all going to get the damn thing, right? It's going to make it a lot worse. The people that take the vaccine are going to start shedding it even to the other people. So if we want to avoid an actual plague, we need to avoid the vaccine. And I think President Trump knows all of this. He's undercutting, like I said, he's damaging the um, he's damaging the vaccine before it's ever even born because he's promoting something that's better in every way. So I don't think that he would have done that if his real goal was vaccines. I think it's 40 chess, and I don't think we have anything to worry about. I'd let you know if I was concerned about this. I'd be leaving the country if I thought forced vaccines were coming. I'll fight to the death to protect myself from forced vaccines, and I hope I never, ever, ever have to. But I don't think it's coming. So I just want people to, to remember who we're dealing with here. It's the deep state versus President Trump. He's never let us down, and he's a master of the art of war. So that's it. Uh, pep talk over. I'll see you guys on the next one. Um, I don't like to plug. It's so irritating. Half the time I forget. But if you want to support the channel, we really could use the support right now. It's um, a very difficult time for everyone. But to imagine if you're if you're having the economy shut down and you're being censored and you're being attacked by fake news and deplatformed. So it's it's like a triple whammy right now that we're being hit by. Fake news media matters is going after our e-commerce payment providers and things like that. They're just trying to like mess with our businesses and we're resilient and we're ready with a ton of different backup plans, but it's a headache and it's been very expensive because, we, well, we weren't ready for a, such a massive hit. And on the other hand, we're being censored off of YouTube more than ever. Um, he was warned us that the full final censorship is coming soon. So that's what we're dealing with. I'll shut up, quit whining. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.